I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality. Learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships. Because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I am so excited for my guest today. Her name is Laura Mathot. Dr. Laura Mathot is a behavioral science, which I can't wait to talk all about that, and a trusted advisor with C-suite executives and board directors with 30 years of experience consulting, living, and working in 30-plus countries across North America, Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia, and Oceania in a Fortune 500 and global 1,000 companies and serving multiple industries, including, but not limited to energy, mining, construction, and commercial real estate. She believes that what people do every day at work matters. Every business has a strategy and today's competitive environment most have significant change and improvement goals. The reality of execution is that nothing changes until behavior changes, which is so true. It's the people at the front lines who bring strategy to life. Laura's expertise lies in helping executive teams connect the dots between their business ambitions and frontline execution. She consulted internationally and across multiple industries for 30 years. So learning what distinguishes the very best leaders from the rest. So welcome, welcome, Laura. Thank you, Yamaka. I'm delighted to be here today. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about what is a behavioral scientist for those people that don't know what that is, and how does that connect with your executive coaching? Sure. So behavioral science, really the foundational philosophy is that we do what we do largely because of what happens after. It's about the consequences we experience And the choices we make in everyday moments of truth where choosing this behavior over that behavior can make a difference, that's what we're looking at in the workplace. And obviously, behavior happens within a larger context. My first exposure to behavioral science was, in fact, in the early 1980s as an undergraduate where I worked in an animal behavior lab. So I've progressed from learning the basics through animal behavior to working with humans in very complex environments and understanding why do we do what we do. And as you said in the introduction, it's what people at the front lines do every day that brings a strategy to life. So in my view, it's the leader's job to make sure that the environment is set up in such a way that it makes doing the right thing easy or easier and rewarding. So tell me a little bit about can people change? That's uh, often a very loaded (laughs) question. (laughs) There are very many, I think, vantages to look at that from. Can we change our personalities? Perhaps, perhaps not. The uh, um, research is kind of divided on that. But can we change our behavior? Absolutely. And I frequently have clients say, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you can. And it really is about understanding 
there really are four reasons why people do what they do or don't do what you want them to do. They don't know what you want. They lack some competencies, some knowledge, skills, and abilities. There are barriers in the way or the motivators are misaligned. So if we line all four of those things up, then anybody can change their behavior. It's not easy, but it's possible. I love that. Let me ask you this. I We are on the Brand Therapist podcast and Tell me a story about your childhood and how that connected back to what you do today. Oh, wow. That's a great question. I've not really thought about that. When I think back in my childhood, I think very much about, uh, obviously, my relationships with my family. My brother and my mother show up very prominently. My mother was a little unusual, a little offbeat. Her friends were Sometimes it felt like um, the island of misfit toys. She was friends with, uh, you know, anybody who didn't fit in a mainstream. What I learned from my mom was to value differences and to learn from the experiences of others. My relationships uh, with my brother as I've grown up, I think we've learned a lot about that together, about what family bonds and mutual trust means and about valuing differences and supporting one another. So when I fast forward now into the work I do in diversity, equity, and inclusion, I think about the value of differences people bring, not just to the workplace, but the world in general. So I think that's probably a a big connection why I do what I do. And I think from a very practical sense, my mother was incredibly practical. And to me, behavioral science is very practical. We can manage it. It can be very tangible and we can make a difference with it. Okay, great. So do you consider that you have a personal brand? And if so, how do you define it? I have actually worked on this personal brand since I had a coach about 15 years ago. Prior to that, I just kind of did what I did. And, uh, you know, I thought that being able to spot an opportunity when you see it and having the guts to make a change and humility to admit if you took a wrong turn and <laughs> do something else, that's kind of how I was winging it through life and pretty successfully. But when I had a coach on business development, what he really stressed is you're in a different role now, you're in a more senior role. And you're building a business. So how are you going to leverage your strengths and realize what your gaps are that you need to fill in with maybe more education, more experience, or bringing the right people onto your team? So in branding, I really doubled down on the behavioral science. In the consulting world, there are many, many consultants. And I think that for me is a distinguisher is I go deep in behavior when I work with corporate clients. So your differentiation is actual behavioral science as a diversion and inclusion. Would you call yourself a consultant or coach? A consultant, I think. Okay. So how important is it to you to deliver a consistent message? Very, very important. When we look at what is out there on the airwaves today, there's a lot of discussion about DEI and whether or not it is delivering what it should be delivering. And there are many, many voices with many different uh, opinions. So I think it is critical to have your personal vision as a leader, have your corporate vision as a business, and be very, very consistent in delivering that message and acting on that message. And I think the same thing goes for any consultant uh, working in this realm, 
to be entirely consistent and reliable. So if I asked you, what is your greatest fear considering where you are today? What would you say that would be? It may sound arrogant to say, but right now I'm not terribly afraid of anything because I've come to a point in my life and my career where I've met most of the goals that I set up. So maybe my fear is personally under-delivering on my own commitments. Yeah, that makes total sense. So I had you do a quiz and I wanted to talk to you about the results. So I work a lot with archetypes and I just find it fascinating asking the guests to kind of do the quiz and then talk a little bit about this archetype in particular that came up for you and you telling me how you resonate or not with it. I came up with the innocent, right? Keep it simple, keep it honest is what you selected for a quote. So the innocent sees the good in the world and is attracted to simple solutions that renew and rejuvenate. The motivation is purity. The need is to do what's right. The fear is doing things wrong. And the behaviors are reads instructions and identifies easy and simple solutions. (laughs) That feels really consistent with everything we just (laughs) talked about. (laughs) So it's amazing to me how I only asked you two questions and you were, it was able to kind of obviously not define you fully because there's a lot of complexities and we're multidimensional beings, but it does hit it right on the dot when it comes to understanding archetypes and personal branding. This is the reason why I use archetypes because it kind of helps my clients develop a really good tone of voice and message using that as a foundation. It's not like we're changing people, but we're just using their authentic voice to leverage that in a way. Now I have five words that define this. And I'd love for you to give it your definition. This is not, you know, dictionary definition, but just like how Laura would define these words. So simple. Uncomplicated, getting to the basic essence of whatever problem we're trying to solve. Pure. I have to go back to my behavioral science on that one because I've worked very hard on communicating in ways that are accessible for everybody but stay true and pure to the basic science. Love it. Intentional. Very thoughtful. Looking at all or as many aspects of a problem as you can and selecting the most practical, intentional, thoughtful way forward. Idealistic. Having a great vision and believing that it's achievable. Great. And the last one, optimistic. My mom always called me her sunny child. I do always (laughs) prefer to look at the brighter side of the equation. Every problem has a solution, and I'm optimistic that if we work together, we can find it. Oh, I love it. In our journeys or our life journeys, we sometimes find things that hold us back from achieving either our purpose or an impact. So can you tell me a story of something where you felt you were held back and how you kind of got through that? moment. What's held me back always is, believe it or not, I am an extreme introvert and I'm very shy. And in my business, I have to talk to a lot of strangers. I have to take the podium. And what I've learned to do is reframe. So for example, I was at a conference just uh, last week and I've been a member of this professional association since I was an undergraduate nearly 40 years ago. 
and I still take the stage and my body tells me I'm nervous. <laughs> so what I've learned to do is reframe that and say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And so just realizing that the world isn't going to end if I stumble over a few words, <laughs> that nobody knows I'm an introvert and shy, that I can get past that and get out there and do my job. Oh, I love that. We use a lot of reframing for different reasons. I also teach creative problem solving. So I always tell my students to think about how to reframe a problem. So if it's a problem, how do we look at it from a different perspective, right? That's basically reframing. And I love how you tell that to yourself, because I think sometimes if we tell ourselves, God, I'm nervous, then we're going to be more nervous. But if we tell ourselves, I'm excited, I'm going to be able to talk, then you're telling yourself that you are going to be excited, and then you are excited. So I just think that a lot of that, especially for innocents like you, it's, it's a little easier because you guys are very optimistic in the way that you see the world. So sometimes bringing a sentence of optimism is not too hard for the innocent. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. Tell me a moment that you felt you had a breakthrough in your life. 2019, I took a course for a board certification, and it was a course by women for women. And I just, I, I spent the time with this incredible group of professional women, most of them coming from the mining background and in operations and, and being in the business. And I was there kind of feeling like an other, being the behavioral scientist who consults to business. And through that experience with Michelle Ashby, who was the organizer and trainer and coach, and the women in my group, I learned I had a breakthrough that what I have to bring as a behavioral scientist into business was something unique. And having had spent over 30 years consulting in business, I knew a lot about the inner workings of businesses that work and businesses that don't. It gave me so much more confidence to, I actually went back to my personal branding after that and changed a lot of ways about how I think and talk about myself. So it, it was profound. Wow. So tell me one thing that you did. Uh, the elevator speech. We all hate elevator speeches. And what Michelle had us do is work with partners to think through, you know, you got that uh, elevator going up to the 40th floor, the CEO steps in, and you literally have that elevator ride to uh, introduce yourself and sell yourself. So the first part of the exercise was a challenge to not be too modest to say, you know, hey, here I am. This is what I do. This is what I know. This is my experience. But then the second, even more powerful part 
was at a moment's notice where Michelle, the instructor, might say, all right, Laura, you, right now, up, what's your speech? And to be able to do that as the shy introvert and not just sort of, you know, crumble in a puddle of ugh, you know, I did it over and over and over until it felt natural. And now I can do it and I can feel natural about it because it is my truth. Exactly. So with that thought, what are three lessons learned that you've had over your lifetime? Number one, have your personal vision. It doesn't have to be a specific destination, but I do believe to introspect with yourself and say, who do I want to be? What do I want my life to be? Where do I want to go with it? The second is to make sure that I've got my gang around me. Some call that your personal board. So who's your support system? Because we can never succeed on our own. And I think the third is to have that awareness of where there are opportunities to maybe do something different, to take a chance and, and you know, have the guts to go and do it. Oh, I love it. Those are great. Talking about vision, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Do you see yourself doing the same thing? Do you see yourself completely changing your lifestyle? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? At this moment, I don't know. And the reason I'm saying that (laughs) is last year, I tried to retire. I hit a magic number and I thought, it's time to, you know, hang out, work in my garden, maybe do a little project work uh, for special clients. And I was quite enjoying it when my business partner delightfully pulled me back into the business. So I'm fully (laughs) active again. And I think in 10 years from now, I'm still going to be doing something within the DEI world. Inclusive culture is something I think is incredibly important. And I perhaps might morph out of doing only corporate consulting to be more of a social activist around what does inclusion look like and what can we as members of the dominant demographic do to make our communities and our countries more welcoming to everybody. Oh, I love that. You know, I think there's a lot of change happening around the world, a lot of more awareness happening around the world around these things. And it's fascinating to me. I was talking to somebody the other day, and there's this uh, conference in Chile, and I thought the name of it was very interesting. And they're looking at how to change systems and health and all these things. And so I thought, wow, people are really embracing this community and this energy around coming together and different cultures. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Chile, but it was bringing in a lot of people from all around the world to really come into that conversation and see what is it that we can do and and make a difference. And so I I love that you're still thinking about how is that going to progress and being in those conversations, because I know sometimes we have this, maybe it's idealistic of us sometimes to say, hey, I'm going to retire and do nothing. (laughs) But for some of us, that doesn't really work because we love what we do. And And it's just part of us. So tell me, Laura, where can people find you? Where do you like to hang out on social? And where can people kind of connect with you? I've become more active once again on LinkedIn. I had taken a hiatus for a while and I've gotten back in the game and I started following some uh, fascinating people who I learn a lot every day from uh, from their postings and I try to contribute as well. So that's uh, the social media place to uh, find me. I, you know, I've tried Instagram and Twitter and all those others and uh, it just didn't really work for me. 
Yeah, everybody has their favorite. And I think you should use the one that you feel comfortable with. Some of them don't work. I've been trying to get myself into TikTok. And it's a different world over there in TikTok, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I consume TikTok. I don't post on it. But you know, TikTok, I love going on to TikTok and seeing what people from various different backgrounds are doing. I love watching the young people on TikTok and see what what are they interested in? What matters to them? And, uh, you know, again, I learn every day from things I see on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Laura, for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you. And I hope to get in touch with you sometime in the future to see where you're at, what you're doing in this space. I know there's so much innovation and so many things that are changing and developing and continuing to have this conversation. So I appreciate you. And thank you for being on the Brand Therapist podcast. It's been fun talking with you. And I look forward to meeting with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or bespokebranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to bespokebranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.